are like a honeycomb. Okay. Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. There's a way that seem, seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. We have to be very careful in everything that we see and to everyone. We should not um, assume that, oh, this person is young, they can take it, or this person has had experience in this kind of thing, uh, they'll be fine. We always have to be considerate in our words, in our actions towards others, because that's part of building up someone or tearing that person down. Let's continue reading here. <clears throat> Some of the people you meet each day need an emotional lift. So encourage them. Just because someone is smiling, has that sunny disposition, or dresses well, looks good, or what, whatever you may um, observe, doesn't mean that encouraging word cannot do something in their life. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what mask they put on to show the world. Some because they are people pleasers, others because they just don't want people to meddle in their life or they just want to put up that positivity so that things begin to change for them. Let us try as much as possible, make it an effort each and every day to say something nice. You, you don't have to go overboard and talk for hours. You can see someone next to you on the train or on the bus and like, you look really good today. I hope you have a wonderful day. You don't know what that will do for that person. Maybe that person is going through something and that word is just what they need to turn them on the bright path, the path to life. And that's what God is calling us to do. We as Christians, so we need that. It's not just for people out there in the world. To our fellow brethren, to our children, to our spouses, we can build them up. We are not supposed to only build up those outside. We have to start from our home. How are we um, encouraging our spouses? How are we encouraging our children? Are they doing something and we put it aside like, ah, we always do that. Let us try to correct. Let's catch ourselves each and every day. The words that we say, let's pay attention to it. We can say things like, you always do that. You don't listen. Let us catch ourselves and stop saying those words. Like, could you please do this? It's better to do this. Let, let's, the, the word in essence, rephrase how we speak, how we say things. Let us unlearn the negative way of approaching things. Unlearn the things that we say that will come off as aggressive or hurtful. And embrace positive words, encouraging words, words that make people feel happy, that brings joy to their hearts. And this cannot be done on our own. That's why we have the Holy Spirit to help us. And this is something we can work on each and every day, each and every moment, starting with our thoughts, our words, what we surround ourselves with, who we surround ourselves with. And God will help us in Jesus' name. Right, let's continue. Let's start here. Righteous people know the kind thing to say, but the wicked are always saying things that hurt. 
Don't be the kind of person who pounces on a weakness in someone. Taking advantage of people just to make yourself feel good. Like the saying goes, goes hurt people, hurt people. So if you, if you take time, step back and review the way you talk to people, the way you act to people, and you see, you allow the Holy Spirit to show you that you're always hurting people, then you are hurt. It's time for you to go to Jesus Christ to heal you so that the way you see life will become different. So that he will take away all of that pain. And instead of you hurting others, you also heal them with your words, with the way you care for them, with the way you pull them close to come and meet with Jesus in the way you live. Let's continue reading here. Maybe you do it in a joking way, but you do it and you enjoy doing it. That's... (laughs) That's something that must have gone on for so long. You become accustomed to it. You're like, ah. Pouncing on people when they are weak, like saying things like bullies, doing those things for a long time and you are being feared. They're like, oh, that person, please don't go near that person. Ha, it will deal with you. Your head swells up like, ah, you enjoy it, but you are miserable. One thing I've realized in life that bullies are the biggest cowards in life. They are going through so much pain. It is not our place to now attack them. You can tell them, stop, report to the right authorities, but pray for them because they are the ones that are going through a lot. There's some kind of trauma that they are going through that makes them react violently or mean to others. I pray that the Lord will help us. So it's not easy. Yeah, talking about it, It's easy, but practically it's hard. But once you allow Jesus Christ to open your eyes to see that that person that is hurting others is the one that is going through the most pain. They are going through something. They are not that tough. That tough um, exterior that they are putting out is not really them. Sometimes it's a wall to prevent people from hurting them further. And the Lord help us all in Jesus' name. Let's continue reading here. All right. In a cartoon, Charlie Brown is talking on the phone to a girl who says, guess what I'm running for? The queen of the May at our school? At our school, Charlie Brown says. That's very interesting. Lucy has always been chosen at our school. The girl on the phone responds, your school has pretty low standards, huh, Chuck? After Charlie Brown hangs up, he looks at Lucy and says, she says, congratulations. Now that's diplomacy. It is also supportiveness. How supportive are you? If God gave you a dollar for each kind word you said and took away a dollar for each unkind word you said, would you be wealthy or poor? Let's think about that. When the brothers who betrayed Joseph knelt before him in Pharaoh's palace, he held the power of life and death over them, but he forgave them, was gracious towards them, and promised to take care of them. What Joseph did here was not easy. We all know the story. He went through 
who is saying he went through hell. Your own blood brothers sold you off because of envy, jealousy. You were in prison. The, the, your um, leader's uh, um, wife tried to seduce you. You held on to God, trusting in God, and then you were in prison. You helped those that were in prison. They forgot about you. But it, through it all, God strengthened him, and he trusted in the Lord. When you trust in the Lord, he will guide you. He will strengthen you. And the reward at the end will be unfathomable. This, this is something you have never imagined. And when you continue to extend that grace to others, to bless others, instead of resorting to revenge or wicked plans and plots, you will continue to grow in, and you continue to flourish. The goodness of the Lord will never leave you. So let us focus on that. That should be our takeaway from Joseph's story. He went through a lot. Some of us have not gone through half of what he went through, but he held on to God. Let's continue here. Supportive words can build a bridge in a strained relationship. Supportive words can build a bridge in a strained relationship. Let's think before we speak. These are a few things that we should remember in building up. Thinking before we speak is very important. We, make, we all have said things that we didn't think about properly before allowing it to come out. But that's okay. Our God has forgiven us of our past sins. It's when you keep on doing the same thing that it becomes a problem. Let us think before we speak in every situation. Let us forgive easily. Let us check um, Ephesians 4, verse 32. Ephesians 4, verse 32. And that says, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave us. Also, we have Proverbs 10, verse 12. Proverbs 10, verse 12. It says, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Hatred is not an attribute of a Christian, a follower of Christ. We don't want to get to that point. If there's anything that someone has done to you, you ask God for the wisdom, approach that person and let that person know. If they refuse to acknowledge and ask for forgiveness or apologize, don't allow it to fester. Don't allow it to turn you into a hateful, resentful person. Leave it all at the feet of Jesus. Release that person, release yourself from the hatred, release yourself from the offense. And you'll be light and God will take you to greater heights. Hatred can become a disease because every time you see that person, your muscles tense up. Everything about you is, you are annoyed, you are irritated by that person. And before long, you're having headaches, you're having body pains, you're like, ah, 
even having nightmares because you're thinking negative things about that person. Let us forgive easily. Let us give people the benefit of the doubt. If someone keeps on doing the same thing, it may be time for you to separate from that person. Love them from afar so that you will not fall into that um, valley of hatred. You don't, you don't want to be there. Don't indulge in gossip. If someone tells you a secret, keep that person's secret. Don't use it as ammunition when they offend you. Don't go low. Stay away from gossip. If someone comes to you, ah, that person did this, this, that. Remember, there's always two to three sides to a story. The person's side, the other person's side, and the truth. Don't indulge in it. Don't be that person that they will come. Ah, have you heard this? Have you heard that? Don't be that person. Discourage it from the get-go. You don't want to be that person. Because before you know it, your own secret to be out there. Don't be that person. Share knowledge. In your place of work, you know how to do this process very well. Share it with others. They're not going to come and take your job. If they're going to take your job, that means God is opening up a higher level for you. If that is what their plan is, well, share knowledge. Try to, if you know something that can help the next person or can help a group, share it. Somebody shared knowledge with you. You have to remember that. You did not just fall from heaven with all of the knowledge, all of the equipment. It was given to you by God. So share it. Humility. We have that in James 4, verse 6. James. James 4, verse 6. That says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but give grace to the humble. We want to be humble. Jesus Christ was humble. We cannot operate in pride and expect God to answer us. Humility is what will take you further in life, further in the kingdom, further in everything that has to do with God. Jesus Christ was not proud. He was humble. So if we want to be like Jesus Christ, we have to be humble. <clears throat> we have to encourage others. If someone is feeling down, encourage that person. Someone did something and you, you think they didn't do it the right way, you can come to them humbly, like, oh, let me encourage you. you. You can do this this way. You can do this this way, using kind words to guide them. Encourage others. That is something that we should be doing, even if we don't know the person. And they're looking down, or they, they share with you something that they may be going through. Encourage them. If you don't know what to say, turn them to Jesus. Like, let me pray for you. Or just share with them one or two things. It could be your life experience that God has delivered you from that could help them. Encourage them with that. Let's have favorable thoughts about people in our circle, everyone around us. 
Let us not harbor evil thoughts or jealous thoughts. Let us have favorable thoughts about the people around us. And also be careful about your circle. If the people around you are bringing you down or the people around you are saying negative things about others, it's a matter of time before they start saying negative things about you. Do not um, indulge in circles of friendships that are superficial, that are all about bringing other people down. They, they don't have depth. You want something that will build you up, that yes. will raise up. You want to associate with people that, um, I, don't, I don't really want to say better than you, but people that are going somewhere, especially Christians that are focused on Jesus Christ, that are focused on doing the right thing. Not the ones that are one leg in the world, one leg in Christianity. People with purpose. Yeah. So you have to be very careful about that. Be understanding. Be an active listener. Not when somebody's talking to you, you're preparing your, uh, your return, <laughs> your response, or you're thinking, trying to pinpoint the word that they will say that will offend you or something you use as ammunition. Ah, you said I do this. Out of everything they said, that's the only thing you heard. That is not being understanding. You have to be free. You cannot impose your own opinion on others. You have to be open. Know that everybody is different. Not everybody will have the same ideas like you. No, but not everybody will have the same opinions like you. So you have to be open and understanding if your intent is to build the next person up. So in conclusion, honestly, um, take time today or as soon as possible to evaluate the kind of people around you. Are they building you up? Are you allowing just uh, abuse from friendship because of fear of being alone? Turn to Jesus. If that kind of friendship is all that is, you feel is available to you, get out now. Pray for the strength from God and get out from those kind of friendships, from those kind of circles and cling to Jesus. If you really need friends in this world, he will point you to the right people. And I pray that the Lord will help us today. So the word for you today is build others up. And the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Let's have contributions. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you very much uh, for the teaching. Um, I think uh, uh, the, the word for you today, it, it is a straightforward one. And, and it's been expressed and you know, the, the, the old teaching has, you know, it's very impactful when you think about, you know, building ourselves up. Because, you know, if we, the, the opposite of not building ourselves up is to destroy ourselves. And that is you know, the enemy's, you know, purpose is to destroy us. But we, we are supposed to, you know, to, 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 even when you think about Christ is the head of the church, then we ourselves were supposed to actually, you know, being in line through his love to be united underneath, underneath Christ. But when you think about our society, even in our homes, because I think that point is very valid, about you know how we relate to each other, our work, our homes, our children, you know, are we in a space of building other people off? You know, 
And when you talk about, you know, old people, old people, you know, if we hurt ourselves, then we have the tendency to hurt people. And one of those points that is very reflective that, that was spoken about is what we indulge in. If we indulge in flesh, we will reap flesh, you know. Like, you know, I said on Sunday, you know, sometimes we indulge in all these things. And, you know, unknowingly, we just get into it. But, you know, the seed is sowed already in our mind. And that is what we will manifest, you know. So today, for us to be able to be in a space of building other people up, then we have to submit ourselves to God's mighty power so that we too, you know, we can, you know, we are built up by the Holy Spirit. We are encouraged. We are inspired. We are led. So that we too can build other people up. Because if we go out there too, we, you know, we could do more damage. And then if we are not prepared to, if we are not built up, when people do damage to us, then we we are in the, you know, in the mode of responding back, you know, like you don't want people to, you know, you see all the stickers, don't tread on me, on cars and all those things. Because everybody is an defensive mode there's nobody that is willing to yield no i'm tr- i'm not trying to give any space so the teacher is very good and straightforward when you think about it for us to be able to be you know to seek god's righteousness to seek his kingdom most importantly because when you think about it we were created for a union you know we weren't created separately when you think about what apostle paul really, and this this was read a little bit in ephesians 4 if you read from Verse 11, the revelation to us that we were given different gifts to build each other up in Christ Jesus. So it wasn't, we, you know, we are not, you know, we are not an island. We were not made, you know, to, 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 to live this life by ourselves. We were made to live life together eternally in Christ Jesus. So the only way is for us to yield to him so that we are equipped with our own, you know, equipment and gifts that God has given us to use it to equip other people as they are equipping us because it's a circle of, you know, equipping each other to come to the fullness in Christ Jesus. But like you said, it is very important. If we go the other way too, we will continue to destroy each other and it will be a circle of destruction because today somebody destroyed me that I am no good. I am, you know, you know, condemned and I'm no good. The next person I'm using advantage, you know, I have my own space. I'm trying to destroy that other person. So we'll be in a circle of perpetual destruction. But our calling as Christ, uh, in Christ Jesus, it is the circle of, you know, using the equipment and gift God is giving us as we yield and it is great to build up people. In verse 11 of Ephesians 4 says, now these are the gifts God gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This is the calling and the gift God has given us in fellowship to help each other, you know, to bring each other in. And so these will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith that faith and knowledge of God's son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. The standard of Christ, it is building up. It is not destruction. And, you know, we will still have some faults here and there, but he said, as we continue to do it, we will continue to grow in Christ so that we can measure up to the standard Christ. And that is the image, you know, of God. They say, then we will no longer be mature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people trick, try to trick us in with lies so clever they sound like truth. 
instead we will speak the truth in love in love growing in every way more and more like christ who is the head of the body the church and he makes this whole body to fit together perfectly and each part does its own special work it helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love this is our purpose to build each other up through the gift god has given us but if we don't yield we will not even know the gift what we will be using is the weapon the enemy has actually perpetuated in our heart, which is destroy each other. And that is our calling. And also it is expressed in the end of uh, the, the same chapter. When you think about Ephesians 4.29, he said, don't use foul or abusive languages. He said, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them to build each other, to encourage each other. But, you know, that it was expressed sometimes, you know, we, we, we too, we've gone through this. We don't even think about our newness in Christ, but we've gone to this perpetual way of how we've been treated by, by our parents or our society. Then we will treat our children, our co-workers and all those people like that. But he said, don't, he said, don't use foul languages, abuse, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement. Those who hear that, but, we have to yield ourselves to God's word and his fellowship and in true our people, you know, as we're encouraging each other so that we can change our own mindset, we'll be renewed to be able to reflect God's newness in our heart, not the old ways or the way the world sees fit. In verse 30, it says, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness rage, anger, ashwood, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender at it, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is the calling for us. But like I said, we are so encompassed with that. You know, the way we think, you know, it is the way the world is, the way the world's judgment. But now we've been called like these gifts, these the, 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 these gifts, these words, all those things are supposed to use to build that also as we are building each other. So we are in perpetual, you know, we will perpetual growth underneath Christ. And we will continue to do this. So let us be conscious about it. And God will continue to help us. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much um, for all of the all contribution. Uh, do we have any more contributions this morning? Any more contributions? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Brian, Good for morning, that uh, powerful, 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 powerful uh, illustration this morning. Uh, um, I mean, for the past three days now, it's been about we, we look at ourselves and we look at others and what is the impact that we're creating and um, how is Christ walking through us? Then that's the that's just a summary of our past three days uh, teachings. And today is basically just tell us that we we need to try and build others up to help us. Uh, actually, confronting us on it. Uh, past two days been asking us what we're thinking, how we're thinking, but now it's challenging us to step up and what we're doing, and uh, what you said very, very, very well, to say, if, 
when before you come out, if you process it, say it to yourself, if you are the other person, if you hear what, the, what you're about to say to that person, what would your reaction be? Would your reaction be condescending? Or would you feel that somebody put you down? Or would you feel like somebody lift you up? If we can process all of those things in our heart before it comes, because out of your heart, then the flow out of, uh, of the goodness of God or the, the damage that's going to come out through your mouth. And I think it's very important that we keep that in mind. I can't say more than what Raya and Stakia said, because there is nothing that represents Christ but what we present to others. If we are not presenting something that can, uh, that can build somebody up, then we're not presenting Christ. Because what Christ did, he came down and draw us close to God and build a bridge. And one thing that I want us to understand is that because some of the words that we will say, they are harsh sometimes, they may not be received well, but it's still got to be something. And sometimes when God is trying to correct us, it's not because he wants to, want to condemn us. It's to draw us near to him. Sometimes words that we will hear, they're corrective measure words. But if the maturity is not there, that you don't think the maturity is going to lift them up, then maybe you need to use the diplomacy like the, like the guy that the guy spoke with a lady on the phone. Instead of taking the word from somebody else and use it against the others to try and take the word, find a diplomacy. That's what we have. We are the bridge that we use for people to cross over to God. Will people come through you and give you a bad report of somebody else and you take that bad report and go and deliver it to the person? So that you taking that bad report and finding a way to see how God can give you wisdom on how to bring those reports back and bring understanding to the two people. That's what we're supposed to be. Not that somebody tell me a bad thing about what is happening with those two person and not take that as something that I'm going to use to react to that person. That's what we're saying. And that's where gossip does. You will hear things from point A to say, oh, this person is like this to me. The seed was planted. How is that seed planted in you? Is that seed planted in you for you to start getting your own experience with what they say about A? Or the seed has actually developed in you that you now consider A to be what C told you about A. May God help us to be neutral in our action to one another and be fair in our action to one another, just like Christ has been fair to us that we use our word to elevate, not to put down. And I like what you say, that we cannot be imposing our, our, our opinion on others. You can suggest. And trust me, as a pastor, me and my wife, as much as possible, as much many things that we like to share with people, if they're not receptive of it, we pray and we just leave it alone. And sometimes it just, people just feel like, oh, pastor is not saying anything to this situation. Pastor, Mrs. it's because if we say something, it will be taken wrongly. So you need the leading of the Holy Spirit, especially. And Brian said it right. If we are not submit to God, for God to walk in us, we will not be able to get at the sermon of spirit when not to speak and when to speak. Because when the sermon of spirit is there, before you open your mouth, Holy Spirit will seal it off for you. There will be something else extraordinary will come out. Something that will lift people up. 
not something that will put people down. And I pray that we will submit to God totally so that the Holy Spirit can use us to build others up in the name of Jesus. Thank you very much, Sister Kay. Amen. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Do we have any other contributions? Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning. We, yes, we bless God for what the Lord is doing on this platform. I also thank God for the writers of all the, the work we have been going on this platform. It's uh, actually life-changing and uh, life-transforming. We thank God. You know, um, you know, uh, we, we just thank God for all that have been said, you know. Uh, the Bible says that soft word eternity we wrote. And uh, it's very important word how we, like uh, our sister will say that think before you you talk or you, you, you speak, you know. And the Lord has also told us in his word we should be quick, swift to hear and slow to speak. Uh, we pray that, you see, all these things, can only be done through prayers uh, to, for all this is to really become our experience. is the Holy Spirit that can actually help us to be able to do it. Because some of us, we're actually quick to speak. We are quick to react to things. I, I have that uh, challenge, you know. You know, sometimes I react before I say, oh, I should not have reacted that way, you know. But God is helping me. And I want us to, uh, to actually uh, trust God, to be able to transfer what we are saying now to our children, the way we relate to them. Because the, the society is very hostile to our children. So is this through social media, whatever, think whatever you can talk of, they are hostile to our children. So what we do, where they, you know, we can just try to be their friends. The way we talk, the way we react, the way we respond to them. And God has helped me along that line and it's working for me. You know, I used to be very harsh, hard, hard on my children because I've come to see that it's not, we should be able to balance it. Not that uh, I, I subscribe to the culture in the West, that children have their liberty and I don't subscribe to that. But there's a way we can also relate with our children, you know, come to their level by being selective in your ways when you are related to them. And that is the only way we can gain their confidence, you know. And there is nothing they cannot tell you as parents. So it's true soft words, choosing your words. You know, the Lord will really, really help us in the name of Jesus to know how to speak word in due season, meet in due season to the haughty world. The whole world is, they are haughty. So they need, like one of the pastors said just now, so God has you know, uh, you know, we are under God, and is God as God's people, we should be able to bridge the gap, you know, and be able, even in the face of contradictions, like uh, example, Pastor showed us some days ago, you know, when he was ministry that happened in his office. So the law will really, really help us. Um trusting God to help me along that area. Some of some people have been offended. By what I, 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 I said to them, not even knowing, and I didn't even mean to hurt them. And uh, you know where we are coming from, you just say things, uh, uh, but here, <laughs> when, when somebody is, for instance, now when I say, ah, you are getting so fat, they, ah, they say, ah, don't be talking like that, that can upset the person, you know? <laughs> so I'm learning, may the Lord help us in Jesus. 
Amen. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you. Do we have any more contributions today? Holding people up. Thank you. <clears throat> In the absence of any more contributions, I just want to say that this is not something that we can do alone. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us. Um, we yes. need the discernment of spirit so that we are careful about what we say, what we do, um, what we allow into our lives, um, how we treat the people in our lives. So I pray that the Lord will help us. And this is something we go to God each and every day to help us because we need the grace and the wisdom each day yes. to, to live a better life. Um, I want to hand over to Pastor. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you very much, Sake. Thank you. The last statement that you just made is very, very important because without us submitting to God, we cannot function through him. We can do what he expects us to do. Because he said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, then you are my disciple. Then you can do even greater work than he did by humbling ourselves. I think it's very important. Thank you, Sister K, for that last statement. We cannot do it on our own. And there is nobody that is excluded from this topic today. We have all failed. But thank God for the mercy of God. Because if God is dealing with us, the way we deal with, our, with each other. You know how many of us that have gone to God and cried and complained about somebody else to God that, oh, God, did you see what so-so person did to me? Ah, and you're going to let him get or let her get away with it? But if God has reacted based on that or put that person in mind based on that, do you think you will have an opportunity to talk to that person again? No. When we submit to him, that grace, that mercy, that ability, to overlook what people do and look at God's mercy in their action. God will give it unto us. Then even if we say things that are wrong, it will give us the grace to go back and say, I am sorry, that's not what I meant. Many people today, when they say something that people offended with, they say, well, it's because that person is so, 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 so person. That's why he doesn't want to hear the truth. Maybe yeah, it's the truth. Maybe it's a delivery that is not Welcome. Go back and explain. This is what I meant. I didn't mean to offend you. That's where peace reigns. That's where next time, when you come to talk to them, they will have an understanding that your perspective is this way. Then we can have a bridge that can help us. But if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot even begin to start thinking that you can represent God because it's important that God in your life Holy Spirit lives within you, then he can give you directives on how to live. So ask him, just tell him, God is a merciful God. Uh, we are all sinners. The Bible made it clear, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The best way right now is to ask him to forgive you of our sin and tell him, Lord Jesus, I believe that you're the son of God. You died for me. You rose for me. Have mercy on my sin. This morning, I believe that you are my Lord and my personal Savior, and I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior. If you say that prayer, we ask that God, we send the Holy Spirit upon your life and start guiding you and help you to breathe your tongue when it needs to be breathed and ask for the summit of spirit when you need to speak in the name of Jesus. Look for a Bible-believing church close to you. Tell them you have just accepted Christ 
or you go on the internet, type rccg.org. You will find the redeemed Christian Church of God close to you. They will be glad to help you. Rest of us, remember, my sister said it. If you entertain people, or if you're the one putting people down, it will not be too long before people start putting you down. Whatever you sow, you, the same thing will be reaped in multiple. So let's sow kindness. Let's show, let's sow love. Let's sow understanding. Let's sow Jesus into people's life. Then we will receive the same pain that we sow in other people's life in multitude. Full. May God help us all in Jesus' name. Uh, Father, we thank you for your daughter that you have used today and all the contributors this morning. Father, we pray that, Lord, you will continue to increase us in knowledge and understanding of your word. More revelation knowledge, Lord God Almighty, for each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Is there anywhere in our life that we fall short in this area that we discuss today? Father, we ask for your mercy. Let your hand of mercy, and of grace. Let it touch us and give us the enablement to correct this action that need to be corrected in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Rest of the days in your hand, guide our step, direct our path. Our children that are out there, Father, we cover them with the blood of Jesus. When they get back home, there will be peace in the name of Jesus Christ. In our own relationship, Father, we pray that you continue to help us to Amen. speak life to each other, to speak love to each other, to speak Amen. understanding to each other in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, eternal rock of ages. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us share the grace. May the May grace the of our Lord Jesus Christ be love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Spirit be with, with us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy Good shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Bless we shall live in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Sister Kay. Thank you, Raya. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Cover you with the blood of Jesus. Sister Bridget, God bless you. God bless you. Cover you with the blood of Jesus. Have a good day. Thank you. Welcome back. 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 Welcome back.